Welcome to Ghostly. And welcome to one more Ghostly Takeover with Bob After Dark. Yeah, so um, we love Bob. We love Bob After Dark. Um, We first met Bob when we first started Ghostly, and we met him at C2E2. And um, one theme that we had was that paranormal podcasts need to stick together. Yep. Do you agree with that? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. That's been like our our mantra. Yeah, it has been. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually a big part of why we decided to uh, have this uh, last month be a ghostly takeover month. Absolutely. While we took a much needed break to recharge and reset for this next year. We wanted to give um, a, a ghostly shout out to some of our favorite paranormal and paranormal adjacent Mm -hmm. i.e true crime (laughs) podcasts yeah and i i've really enjoyed this uh i've enjoyed um showing people some of our favorite pod podcasts yeah and we hope you enjoy them and go subscribe if you haven't yet if you listen to something and you thought it was fun go find them go find them and and subscribe yeah absolutely and we will be back shortly with uh some new episodes and uh, the first one might be a doozy. It's. Uh, I'm just gonna say that mind blowing. Uh, we <laughs> are me. going to be featuring one of the um, biggest names in paranormal podcast. And like that's actually not an exaggeration. No, it's not. One of the oldest. Uh, not, not, I mean, I don't know if he's old. I don't know if he's he's not old, but like his podcast <laughs> is one of the oldest. Again, paranormal podcasts stick together. Yeah, he was. I think if not the first, one of the first paranormal podcasts. Yeah. Still going strong, and we cannot wait to bring um bring him to you guys. And uh it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome way to start the year. But before that or with that, we've got another special episode coming out too. We do, absolutely. And that might drop before that one that yeah. we're going to be doing. So um, so anyways, anyway, keep subscribed, keep listening, enjoy Bob after dark. And, uh, if you love it as much as we do, you can find Bob after dark on any podcast platform that you find great podcast on. Stay ghostly. Bye. Hey Bob, thank you so much for coming. Rebecca finally figured out what we did wrong when we were conjuring Bloody Mary. We weren't clean enough. Did you get that Manscaped package I sent you? Hey, man. Yeah, you know, I did. I opened it up, and there was a few things in there that were really cool. One, I got the Weed Whacker. I got the Lawnmower 4.0, you know, to keep the lady in wine a little happy. You know what I'm saying? Did you get all the lotions? I did for those unexpected, like, microclimates that make you feel real, like, unclean, unfresh. Awesome. I sent it to Nick, too. I think he's running late, but here's a pat fact for you while we wait is that they also make boxers. Hey, Mothman. Hey, Pat. Oh, man. Speak of boxers. Why are you just in your boxers? What? Why? Because of Manscaped. Unwanted hair is nothing but a specter left in my life. Looking for something for yourself or for a man in your life? Visit manscaped.com and use the coupon code GHOSTLY for up to 20% off. From Mothman and Nessie to the spirit that haunts your home, welcome to Bob After Dark, a podcast about legends, lore, and the supernatural. So turn your lights down and your volume up 
and enjoy your trip to the shadows. children of the night and welcome to bob after dark the show that takes you into the shadows and goes and says hello everything that goes bump in the night i'm your host with the most that enjoys toast bob and alongside of me as always is my ever wonderful ever vampiric ever cape wearing ever the heart throb of bob after dark my friend my producer count panic himself oh hey there count panic bob we're back another episode of bob after dark can't believe it but we are here we are here we are in the flesh yes we are we are certainly here in flesh last week we had a podcast exclusive yeah we have podcast yeah so for the radio fans out there in the world we're uh we're back you're listening to us on your radio waves yeah you may be listening on the the radio, are you? Jed TV. You're watching us are on watching, Jed TV. But you, or the podcasters down the line. Podcasters? Like, I didn't miss an episode no. last week. Well, no, because it was a podcast exclusive. So for our radio fans or our Jed TV fans, make sure you go check us out wherever you listen to podcasts, Dad. Yeah. Uh, you can find last week's episode, this week's episode, and an entire archive of Bob After Dark Goodness. A whole uh, catalog. A whole catalog. Yeah, buffet. Uh, if this is your first time ever watching Bob After Dark, this is your weekly show, weekly-ish show, where we talk about legends, lore, supernatural, things that go bump in the night, lights in the sky, and of course, Count Panic's favorite soda flavor. Is he a regular cola guy? Is he a root beer guy? <laughs> you know what? A, a certain doctor-flavored Dr. soda. Dr. Pepper? Dr. Can't, say, can't say that, Count. They, they oh, yeah. Sponsor, so do, a certain doctor-flavored you know soda. Uh, I've been trying to, you know, Bob, I'll be honest. I've been trying to cut back on a lot of pop. Uh, if I do have a pop, maybe try to go for a diet pop, right? Uh, okay, okay. Make it feel like you're losing some calories with a nice diet So soda. it's just a regular diet cola, or do you have, like, a diet preference? <laughs> you know, some people like the, like the diet Sprites or that's something. That's the old like, debate. I'm a, I'll tell you this I for sure, Bob. Guess, but, yeah. I'll tell you this for sure. Uh-huh. I'm a dark pop guy. Okay, so dark, so diet regular cola. Yeah, I'm not big in the the, the sprites of the world, the clear uh, pop. I like a nice dark pop. That's now, whether it be Pepsi, or, uh, one brand or the other brand, we could name. Whether it be one brand or the other brand, then it's fine by me. Now, Count, I actually just got a uh, a message from a fan who said, "Where's the Count Panics update?" So oh, wow, indeed, the, I, I skipped. I skipped. Uh, usually, we get the uh, Count Panic's uh, weekend update. Oh. So Count Panic weekend update. Get at me. You know, Bob. Uh, of course, uh, making the rounds this past weekend, having a, a good time getting around the region. I uh, actually, you know, because you at heart, Bob, are also a filmmaker. I am. Yes, we went to film school together, Count Panic. Film we film school. And now here we are. Yeah, back in the day. Yes. Uh, yes. But, you know, there's the same circle we kind of run with as well. So, uh, you know, uh, a fella was saying, hey, I need some help with this project. So I helped out with that. And you know what? You never know, Bob. When we get the itch, we may return back to our glory days. You know, of filmmaking. I, I am too busy these days. I know. Uh, but if the day ever comes where I'd sit down and write something, I have not 
been on a film set in a few years since we won that award for the 48 yeah. hour film festival People's Choice. when we uh we teamed with Alex Shrenoslag. Shred- yeah, famous Shreddy. I miss you. Cashing I out. Yeah, I know. Okay. No, we weren't cashing out. It's what you worked on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I right. was on something else. But what no, we, we worked on projects too. Oh, yeah. Alex, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex is a dear old friend of mine. 48 hours. Yeah, 48 hour film fest. But I digress. Um, That's that's great. You know so what we should what'd you, do? What'd you, what'd you, what, what, what should we do? We should enter a film competition. Oh, geez. A spooky film competition. A spooky film competition. Yeah. The uh, me and you broadcasting at the end of the world type deal. Yeah, yeah. If somebody could write it, I um, I just, I just don't have time. Yeah. To like put together an entire production, like if somebody wants to sit down and write that short out, then I will be happy to act in it. I am not editing it. <laughs> well, that's the tar part, right? I, the, I edit every week the audio for the podcast, right? Yeah. Video is a whole other monster. You got color correction, gamma correction, this, that, and another. Audio, let's make sure those levels are nice and spiked where they're supposed to be. Uh, give me audio editing any day of the week. Oh, we're spiking tonight. We're, we're spiking, spiking tonight. tonight. How, how's your weekend? Oh, you know, I was actually, funny enough, I was in werewolf country this weekend. Really? I was. Elkhorn, Wisconsin, the site of the Beast of Bray Road story. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I went up there for the Elkhorn outdoor flea market and antique thing nice yeah you know one of my hobbies outside of uh being at in the studio and putting as much work in the show as we do every week one of my small hobbies i have outside of here i hit a lot of antique stores you do i do i hit a lot of antique stores and flea market stuff like that because you know i have other hobbies to fuel and sometimes finding stuff at these you know antique stores stuff like that's the best option for us yeah so i i do that and one of the particular ones me and queen of the night are a big fan of uh the elkhorn one obviously next to bray road it's only like an hour ish out from here so it's easy drive easy trip and figured i'd go check it out and i was not i was not disappointed i walked away with an old vintage video game console and I'm as happy as could be about that. You got to be careful sometimes, Bob, because those items can be haunted. That you're picking. They certainly can be. And maybe there will be an episode someday where we talk about haunted items that people bought at flea markets or garage good, sales yeah. or something. Uh, so that was my uh, my weekend. Did that and um, been playing catch up on Sandman. If anybody out there is a Neil Gaiman fan, read the book. Oh, you the, know, book. the comic. Yeah. The comic. It, yeah. I, I read it when I was in college earlier than that. Great wrestler as well. No, not the same Sandman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend it. Netflix show holds up really well to the comic. Chef's kiss. Really? That's good. Yes. Yeah. All right. So if this is your first time, I kind of did the spiel already, but first time ever watching or listening to Bob after Drake, uh, we talk about we split the show up in two parts when we talk about Legends, Lore, and Supernatural. First part of the show is we look at weird, creepy news stories of the week. This is where you, the fans, or me, the researcher, find news articles that have anything to do with the paranormal, uh, ghost sightings, uh, UFO sightings, cryptid stuff, making it in the mainstream media, advances in science that borderline on science fiction, or just general weird sometimes i got a fan one i think you you actually have one i well we john's i i I know john texted us both the same thing i did not get a text from john maybe it didn't go through okay thanks john i know you're listening i didn't get a text but you are you actually starting off the show with a news article it's a short one no no no, i I, this is this is a first i don't know if this is a first or not but this is this is definitely a thing. This is a, well, you take you take it because I'm ready for the hashtag Bob's take for once. <laughs> well, this is, comes from John. John got this from. Uh, oh, thanks, John. Uh, what site did John get this from? It comes from 
WKDQ.com. WKDQ.com. WKDED. Yes. Yep. I got you. Uh, It's about cemeteries. This particular cemetery is in Chicago. Graceland Cemetery. Are you familiar? I am. I've been there before. The uh, Eternal Silence statue. I believe this is where it's heading. Yeah. A statue. It's a a statue with a cloak over it. It's a hooded individual wearing a cloak. Eternal Silence statue. Yes. The legend says, Bob, if you stare into its eyes, you'll soon have a brief flash in your mind of how you will one day meet your end. Yes. Did you know about that? I have, and I've done it. Well, how, what? Really? Yeah, I've, I've been to Graceland. It's actually my, and I'm a little biased because I'm a Chicago boy, but Graceland is the best cemetery on the planet. It is, I recommend everybody to go out there and check it out. I know it's a little morbid to be like, oh, yeah, you should go check out the cemetery. No, 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 no. This isn't like your normal like trip to a cemetery. People with... um. There's a term I use, but it's not it's not Bob after dark appropriate. People with, I'll say screw you money. I could say screw you, right? Screw yeah, you. Uh, screw you. It's yeah, nine, nine, uh, nine people with screw you money go to Graceland to live out their legacy of being buried there. There's no such thing as just like a normal tomb. I mean, there are normal tombstones, wow, yeah. but for the most part, there's mausoleums that are giant. There's mo- there's giant monoliths. There's legit. Patheons that are built for these people. The I think it's the Sears family have like a legitimate island on a home, like a man-made lake. So somebody dug a lake and they put an island on it, and that's it's the Pullman family. So like you go and you see these things, it, it it's a sight to be seen. Like Ernie yeah. Banks is buried there, right? And his tomb is literally a baseball glove sticking up with a baseball mm. into it. Um, but I have done uh, the the Eternal Silence is my far my favorite like cemetery piece in any cemetery. It, it is a scary looking statue. I have stared in its eyes and I could say comfortably I did not get a vision of my own death. Okay, that I I will I'll I'll bunk that one. But it, it's a common it's a common thing. Um, if you read like the, if you go into like the main office of Graceland, they have this little pamphlet that tells you where everybody's buried. Like if you want to take a walking tour, and in particular the uh, they tell you that one in the pamphlet too. So look at your own cost. For me, maybe the thing was just like, nah, Bob, you're gonna. That's a surprise for you. I've had I've heard other people have had like weird visions. Not me. Not you. Well, Not maybe it's for some out there. But what a. What an eerie thing, Bob. You stare into the statue, and the statue kind of predicts your uh, demise. Yes. Would, would you like to ask me? Hashtag Bob's take. It's a great piece. It's yeah. a great statue, and it's always cool to have like a legend associated with something. We'll have to do an episode about Graceland in yeah. the near future. It's one, Like I said, it is my favorite cemetery to go to. It is, it's on a whole other level. There you have it. Yep. Yeah. All right. You ready to move? John, thank you. For submitting a story. Yeah. Do you guys want to be like John and make me not work as hard? <laughs> Find news articles and send them to us. Uh, you can reach out to us, Bob, at BobAfterDark.com. Slide into these DMs on all social medias at BobAfterDark, and uh, you, too, can make my life easier for this show. Yeah, come on. All right. You ready to move on, then? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. So our first news story, or I guess your, our second news story, comes to us from the New York Post. Um, and before we continue... I want to preface by saying I am not a sports ball person. I don't know if you guys could guess that by the tone of my voice. (laughs) I I am not a sports ball person. However, I'm going to be reporting on a sports-related thing here. Uh, The Rays, it is a baseball team 
Um, I'm assuming. Am I correct on that, Count Panic? The Rays? The Rays. The Rays. I believe you're right about okay, that. Okay, you're a sports ball person. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Railcats. The, Rail, the Gary Railcats. I wonder if their stadium's haunted. You never know. You know we can find that out and do an investigation. Anyway, yeah. so the Ray, Rays have a player named Yandy Diaz. Uh, the 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 title of the article is Rays Randy Yandy sorry Yandy Diaz worried about ghosts in alleged haunted hotel. This is this article is written by Matthew uh, Nishishish N E S C H I S. Uh, we'll read the article. Several Rays players aren't expect are exactly enjoying their stay at the historical Fister Hotel in downtown Milwaukee. The landmark hotel, which was built in 1893, has garnered a reputation for seemingly being haunted by paranormal spirits. And while many Tampa players don't mind crashing at the eccentric location during their two-game series against the Brewers, others are quite scared. Yandy Diaz, the six foot two, 215-pound third baseman, headlines the list of the most afraid of ghosts possibly lurking in the shadows. His teammates did a little to ease his concerns, taping a cartoon ghost to the front of Diaz's locker ahead of Sunday's game in Detroit alongside the Spanish word um, for watch out, which I'm not even going to try to butcher. Uh, Diaz uh, flirted with the idea of staying in his own hotel following Tuesday's contest in Milwaukee, but was promised a room in the newest tower of vintage. The Fister was guaranteed to be ghost free. All I want is to not have any ghosts in my room, Diaz, uh, <laughs> um, to the team's manager at the uh, Tampa Bay Times. Uh, Diaz isn't the only player who considers the hotel to be ha- haunted. Outfielder Roman uh, Quinn claimed to hear of multiple stories of paranormal encounters from the former Phillies teammates, including outlines of non-existent beings on beds, disappearing disappearing figures in halls, and clothes mysteriously moving around rooms. Uh, G-Man Choi is no stranger dealing with ghosts either, as his biography in the Rays Media Guide proudly states that he is terrified of beings and believes to have had many encounters with them, including hugs and whispers. If I see a ghost, I'll say hi to him, Choi uh, joked last week at, uh, during the interview. And uh, pitcher Ryan Yarbo, for one, is not willing to buy these haunted rumors. I think Ryan falls on the team's status. Sp- skeptic line i'm not too concerned yarbo said i'm not only i'm not saying i don't believe in any of that i just feel like you don't need to overly concern yourself with it maybe bad things won't happen but no i think it's fine i think certain guys are intrigued and some guys want nothing to do with it so i'm just even kneeled about it but yandy is the guy good good for that teammate that's that's the stand-up teammate yeah and that being said the 30-year-old lefty wasn't able to roll out some antics by his teammates. Um, I'm sure something will happen. I'm not sure what uh, Yarbo said. We've got some funny guys on our team. So hashtag panics take. Well, you know, if uh, truth or not, there's a lot of stuff that's paranormal that goes into the world of baseball. You could probably do paranormal baseball stories for an episode as well there, Bob. But, uh, you know. Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. You know what the... (laughs) We did the uh, remember we did the haunted car episode with James, yeah. and I uh, I didn't know anything about cars. I probably know less about baseball than I do cars. <laughs> well, you get a baseball expert in here, but then you have to teach him the ghost stories of it. Well, I'll Steve, the... Steve's a big Steve, baseball yeah. fan. Yeah, we'll get Steve on. Nothing bigger though. 
than the curse of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, we'll talk. Maybe a we'll, curse. You know, we should look at that as an episode someday. Uh, mark that down. We'll get Steve back in the studio. We'll do a Chicago Cubs curse in the World yeah. Series uh, with the guy who reached for the ball, right? Steve Bartman. We'll bring him yeah, on. We'll bring him on. Can we get Steve? <laughs> I you know what? Steve Bartman hasn't done an interview, I think, ever. I, I, that, we could be the one. <laughs> it's been a long enough time. People forgive the guy. They they won a championship. Come on. But uh, nothing like a good story close to Chicago's heart, too. We are big in Milwaukee, by the we way. Are. We are big we in are. Wisconsin. It's uh, it's a state Perfect. that welcomes Bob after dark willingly. We do. We're o- open arms, Wisconsin. With open arms in Wisconsin. Yeah. So that, that's uh, it's an interesting uh, hotel. And Yeah. Yeah. Got to visit. All right, ready to move on then? Sure. Okay, so uh, this next story is from Kiss FM, which oh. is another uh, radio station, not in our uh, not in our umbrella, it, it but used to be uh, something. I don't think this is Kiss. I'm sorry, K I I S. I thought it was, I just guess my brain just thought yeah. it was Kiss FM, Kiss FM, Kais. whatever. Uh, this story is actually being making its rounds since I've researched it. It's popped up on different places. I will share the image on the Children of the Night Facebook page for you all to see and look at and judge for yourself. But its uh, title is Eerie Ghost Girl Photobombs Boy. This is written by Dave Basner. Mm. Um, An innocent picture of a little boy inside a stack of tires at a playground has become so traumatizing for the 12-year-old in the photo that he had to sleep uh, spend the night in his mom's room. That's because if you look closely in the tires, there's this kid taking a selfie. There's a kid inside the tires. And then there's this really faint face behind the kid in the tires. Uh, some people believe that there's a ghost of a girl behind him. Uh, it happened when a two, uh, 12 year old, uh, Christian Asmore Ashmore was looking through some photos soon after they were taken. He saw the one of the tires and noticed what he thought to be a spider web by his head. But as he looked closer, he saw it was actually the face of a young girl. Uh, He showed it to his mom, Aisha, who was certain that uh, Kristen and his 14 year old brother, Gabriel also in the picture edited it. But when they swore they didn't, Aisha played around with the pic herself to be uh, to be sure and realized that the photo hadn't been altered at all. She explained to the uh, the radio station here, I do believe in ghosts, but I was a little skeptical. And I was like, well, there's got to be a reason for this. So I asked them if they added the face on Photoshop, and they were both adamant they hadn't. I tried to see if I could edit a face in myself, but I couldn't do it. They were shot. They were so shocked and scared. I knew they haven't messed around with anything in the photo. My boys aren't advanced Photoshop editors. I looked at uh, I looked at the times when they took the photo and when they sent it to me, it was literally seconds. There wasn't time for them to edit it. Uh, Christian uh, was so scared he had to sleep in his mom's room that night, and was. Uh, but now that the time has kind of passed since the photo came up, the family feels lucky to have such a unique picture. Aisha stated. We're at the point now where we find the picture more exciting than scary. It's a rare catch, I think. It turned into a bit of excitement where we thought, wow, we I can't believe we actually captured that. Unable to explain the ghostly face, Aisha shared it to Facebook, as you do, where it's garnered a ton of uh, a ton of skeptics out there in the mm-hmm. world saying it's fake. And um that's uh that's the story. I'm actually sending this to you right now, Count, so you can kind of take a peek at it. Sure. I, I wish Steve was here because Steve's uh, my my photo altering person, but uh, I I I'm curious to see what you think about it. So I'm sending this over to you right now. Um, right. You get a chance to look well, real picture, quick while we're doing this. Yeah, it's 
you know, for me, and I, I have experience in both, obviously, like some photography in the background, as we talked about, we were good film students once upon a time ago, so I'm no slouch when it comes to Photoshop skills. Yeah, I, I um, think there was another kid. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that's a ghostly image. It's too concrete. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think it's a I think it's a reflection. I, I it's either a reflection or it's um what do they call it where you have uh two images side by side the sun kind of blurred it out and made the image shift. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. But the hashtag panic stake. I'm interested to see what you say. Yeah, Bob, I'm gonna kind of show it closely if you're watching here. You could kind of see there's a yeah, kid. And of course, if you guys are listening as well, you could see it on the Children of the Night yeah. Facebook page. I'm putting it up right now as we speak as well, Count gives his, uh, gives his opinion on yeah. the photo. So if you're wa- looking at that or you saw it on the whole Jed TV here, you know, Bob, that is very concrete. And I don't think that really – it looks doctored to me. I think it's Photoshop. You think it's Photoshop? I think it's Photoshop. What, do you, what are the kids gaining even by adding the image? Kid, the kid would be just like kind of hiding out there. I know it's not like a it, it, makeup. The, makeup. What's the best way you could the, the tires are like straight up, right? Yeah. It's like a little pillar. I'm gonna say it's Photoshop. I I think it's a I think it's a play of light. Hmm. Really, that's a pretty good play of light, though. I I think that's what it is. I think it's an after image. That's that's the word I was looking for. After I think image. it's an after image. Right. Um. I I don't know. It's one of the and it's. <sighs> What are you gaining by adding a, a image like that and just going to Facebook versus like, oh, my local media outlet? <laughs> I, I don't know. Fame there, and fortune. Fame and fortune. I'm going to say it's fake, Bob. Final take. Um, So you think it's a fake? Fake. I'm going. I'm not going to say straight up fake. I don't believe it's a ghostly image. Oh, I I don't know. I, I'm so more than meets the eye. More than meets the eye, I would say. I'd say so, too. Uh, count. Yeah. You ready to move on to our last story? Sure. This one's scary. Scarier than the kid in a tire? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> because a creepy 1.5-foot po- 1. sea bugs were discovered in their pure nightmare fuel. You ever see Alien? Yeah. All these things look straight like <laughs> face huggers. All right. Uh, so the story comes to us from BGR, written by Joshua Hawkins. Um, a group of scientists recently trapped a massive isopod in the deep sea off the coast of Mexico. These isopods became famous with uh, during observations in 2019 as a video of them eating an alligator went viral. Now researchers are studying the giant sea bug more in depth. Of course, these giant sea bugs are act- are actually bugs at all. Instead, they're giant isopods known as, and I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to give it a shot, uh, Bathnoyas Eukonesis. Uh Like other isotopes, these are considered insects, though they don't fit into any category. And as the researchers are digging more into this, they realize that this thing is more scavenger than it is, you know, uh, it, it wants to pick up things that are left over or something that's harmed. It's not going after them directly. Um, they are very fond of tropical water, so I don't have to deal with them here in the freshwater, <laughs> no. lovely place of Lake say. Michigan. Yeah. Um, and it's saying that it took 51 days for these things to devour an already dead alligator. And they're saying that um, the biggest one they found so far, like I was saying at the beginning, 1.5 feet long from head to tail. And it is a whitish color, and you can't change my mind. I think this thing looks like a face hugger. Uh, once again, sending over the link to you so you can kind of take a peek at it yourself and tell me yeah. what you think. But 
absolutely horrifying, man. I, uh, you know, I would say outside of dolls and the concept of AI, things that live in deep sea absolutely horrify me. I uh, sent you it over. Oh, you yeah, can just I see. see yeah. What do you think of that? Well, that is terrifying. That's uh, that thing is 1.5 feet long. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, it's not coming straight after me. I, I, it's it's a scavenger. It's not a predator. No. It's not a, it's not hunting me. But I'd rather, you know, this thing not come after me. Well, that's the thing. You know, you talk about bodies of water here as far as uh, whether it be ocean or even here close by us, Lake Michigan. You go out there at night, you just stare at it. It looks, uh, you never know what's lingering in those waters, especially though an ocean. You got sharks and things like this, nightmare fuel. Uh, Terrifying, terrifying, Bob. Terrifying. Uh, This just tells you, stay out of the water. So, kid in the tire or the one point five foot uh, sea bug? What's the uh, what's the what's the more scarier thing? Oh, the sea bug. That's real. <laughs> you know, it's it's the tire very, kids. Uh, Photoshop. You know, I just I want to point something out here real quick. This is it just it's very rare to see you very adamantly skeptic. Yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. You were not a very zealous believer. You're no. you're kind of right in the middle yeah, ground outside. You're definitely. a very you're a very open-minded vampire instead of just being an openly believer you're not openly skeptic but this you are a hardcore skeptic on it i'm kind of surprised at you Uh, bob the face looks like a a human but the face is very concrete as you said uh there's no way that's a a ghost they at least should have doctored it where it could be kind of ghosty it was really just a person's face at the end of the day but maybe some ghoulish uh makeup ghoulish he says ghoulish but bob uh i could smell phony a mile away and that was a phony. All right, Cal Panic. Yeah. So we finished our, our spooky news stories of the week. And yeah. I got to preface this because we're going to take a quick uh, quick break here in a second. Sure. However, I want to preface that when we come back, we are going to be talking about the most ridiculous, silliest, and outright terrifying thing we have ever talked about on the show mm. to date. Wow. And I want to say... And we have talked about things such as the Polish disco demon. We have talked about the cactus cat. Yeah. And we've talked about the red ghost, the camel. What about the walking pants? Oh, you were talking about the Fresno Nightwalker. The Fresno Nightwalker. Yeah, well, you know what? We got a caller. Why don't we take them live? Before, yeah, let's take them live before we go to break. All right, let's take a caller. Yep, you're on the air, caller. Hey there, Bob. Hey there, John. Thanks for sending in the news article to us. Thank you very much for commenting. That was very interesting. Now, John, somehow I missed your text. I apologize. Maybe I, I scrolled it and I didn't notice. But go go on. Go on. What's on your mind tonight? That was the weekend you were on your uh, your talk there, I think, in Wisconsin. So, you know, I know you were busy. But, uh, no, thank you for the commenting on that. I, I didn't know already Banks was... Uh, buried at that cemetery as well. So Yeah, there are the Pullman families there, the Sears families there. Uh, the dailies are there. You like the who's who? I, the who's who of Chicago land from the past hundred years? They are buried at Graceland. Well, I've never heard of it. So I'm to, you you, know, it's worth. And it, it, I know it's going to sound morbid, but it is a beautiful place to take a walk. And there, yeah, there's yeah. so many, there's so many interesting monuments to like dead people that you will be blown away. These look nicer than most apartment buildings. Sort of like a museum, uh, museum of uh, dead people. Absolutely, I, I I can't recommend it enough. I, I go check it out, really. But also, you know what? Uh, I'm always intrigued, whether it's athletes or whoever, to see what what they dabble in, other than 
you know, their specific uh, careers or something like that. But And interesting to find out that you're into antiques. I am, yes. I um, You're not going to catch me sitting down trying to diagnose how old a, a, a bell is or something. or But it, it's fun to look at these things. I'm uh, currently into sherry, so uh, sherry glasses and decanters. That's uh, what I was educating myself on this previous trip. Shout out to my boy, my my friends in the Displays Ghostbusters, Mike and Emily. They'll get a laugh out of that. But absolutely. Well, there is a place on the boulevard there. I don't know if you're aware of, but uh, it's, it's quite interesting. Also, it's uh, it's an antique mall. I've been there, the one in Highland. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for calling in, John. We appreciate you. Yeah, and one more thing that Hit me. Uh, that Cubs curse was the ghost. It wasn't Bartman. It was uh, not the. The so, goat. Uh, the goat. But they say Bartman was like a part of that. I know nothing about sports, guys. <laughs> we'll we'll hold this episode for when I could get somebody in the studio that knows yeah, sports. Thing, no, absolutely, John. You're good. My daughter Melissa, whom I think you know. Yes, I've met, we've met a couple of times. A very loyal listener of you as well. Is, uh, thinks that curse is still on the way the Cubs are playing today. So. They won a World Series recently, didn't they? 2016. <laughs> That's recent. Yeah. No, but uh, just, just saying. So, uh, no problem. Well, tell Melissa I said thank you for listening, Melissa. Good show, Bob. All right, John. Have a good one. Yep, Can you well, imagine if they didn't win that World Series? That curse would be really out of well, – although it was out of control for over 100 years. But they were if they just blew it in 2016, oh, my goodness. Imagine absolutely. that. You know, I – um. so if you want to be like John and call <laughs> into the show – our phone number is 219-845-11. If Steve Bartman calls, I'll, I'll listen to what you got to say. 219-845-1100. You can call in any time uh, if you got a question about the show, uh, weird ghostly encounter or anything of the sorts. So as I was saying before we take this break, it, this is the most ridiculous thing we've ever talked about, okay. hands down. All right. And I, I got to give a quick dedication to two people. One, the show was directly inspired by the Queen of the Night wow. buying blow molds. Okay. I, I won't say of what because it'll spoil it, okay. but I've been indoctrinated into blow mold collecting. All right. And the other one is a mad scientist by the name of Dr. Bob Z. Not me, but Dr. Bob Z. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. He's a mad scientist. All right, so let's take a quick break for our radio and Jed TV fans. We'll, we'll be right back. And to our podcast fans, you're about to be hearing words from a show that you should be listening to. Stay tuned. Welcome to Ghostly. Pat, what are you doing? What? I want people to know that we're a podcast that takes a deep dive into some of the scariest ghost stories. But we don't do the creepy voices or weird sound effects. We debate the ghost stories. And aren't you supposed to be the skeptic? I am, but they'll find that out once they listen. Look, all you have to do is tell them to listen to Ghostly and that our listeners get to decide which stories are real. And which stories are just old folklore. Exactly. Download Ghostly wherever you find great podcasts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and we're back. Wow. Hey, Count Panic. Hey. What did you do Bob, during I break? searched far and wide. Far and wide, he says. For all the tires out there to search for ghosts. Ghostly tires, ghostly he says. Ghosts hiding in ghostly tires. Did you find any ghost tires? Bob, they're all photoshopped. Did you find a ghost in a tire? No ghost. Instead of ghost in the show, ghost in the tire. No, yeah, ghost no, in no the tire. No, no ghost in the tire. No ghost. 
Would you like to know what I did during break? What did you do? I um I went to a baseball game to go educate myself on how baseball works. Really? I learned what a run batted in means. <laughs> there you go. And, and RBI means run batted in. Don't ask me what it means. No. I just know that an RBI means runs batted in. Bob, you could pass a baseball test right now. I could tell you something. You gotta go to Railcats. A Railcats, you can go. I don't know what they do. Sox Park. I know you. There's a. Uh, MGD's the big beer there. Dad was a uh, season ticket holder for the Sox many years. But I digress. Yeah. I digress. MGD. MGD. Or you can go up to the, the Brewers games, and they have Bratz, uh, <laughs> Bratz and Miller Lite, according to the Queen. And, and the Bratz will run around. around. I, apparently. I don't know. I've There's never races. Been. They run around in a that's, race. That's interesting. Yeah. I appreciate you telling me that. It's a, fa- it's a famous okay, thing. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Okay. All right. Count Panic. Yeah. I got to preface this story for two reasons, three reasons. Preface our lore of the lore of the week on three reasons, okay? The first reason, reason the first, as I was saying, the queen of the night has indoctrinated me into learning how to blo- uh, buy vintage Halloween blow molds <laughs> okay. of a specific thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm not going to say that because it'll ruin it. Uh, the mad scientist, Dr. Bob Z., is uh has has created a hyper intelligent thing of these. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Okay. And then the third thing, this is I'm gonna lead up to it with the third thing. Have you ever seen Jumanji? And I'm not talking about the uh, the new one with The Rock, not The Rock. Who who's in the new Jumanji? The Rock, yeah. The Rock, not that one. No, Robin Robin, Robin Williams yep. Jumanji film. Of course. There is a scene in the original Jumanji that I saw as a child. That has completely, how do I say this? Completely traumatized me as a kid and as an adult that has traumatized me through life. What could it be? At one point during the film, the, uh, the, the heroes, the kids and the adults are being attacked by this thing called the man eating plant. Are you familiar the man-eating plant. You're familiar, right? Yep, so they're in the they're in the living room, and then the plant's coming down like the chimney. This giant flower that's trying to eat them, right? Are you following yeah, me? So I far? know. Yeah, I follow oh, you. Okay, so you, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? For whatever reason, that has stuck in my brain rent free, mind you, for mm-hmm. the past oh, 25 years, and it's it's left me absolutely horrified. I bet. Yeah. Something about plants to this day always kind of leave me a little uneasy. And I could tell you right away, it, it, I'm not afraid of plants. It's silly. No. But it's like the certain uneasiness around like certain types of plants that, that will make me uneasy, right? Is there a, can you name a couple of certain types of plants? Uh, no, it's just sometimes you being around plants will plants, just make okay. me feel like certain plants. No, no, no. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's yeah. just I imagine this thing or like corn stalks. You ever hear corn stalks oh, in the yeah. wind? It's horrifying. Eerie. But I digress. Okay. You're following me so I far. I follow you. What I'm getting at is what if I was to tell you yeah. I have found legitimate lore mm-hmm. involving a man, woman, or person eating vegetable. Okay. You're uh, laughing. I'm laughing. You're laughing, but, but the lore exists, Count Bank. I'm telling you the lore exists. Sounds silly to me. And specifically, we are talking this week. About the devouring gourd. Devouring gourd. The devouring. You laugh. I am. It's a you laugh. Name. You laugh. But this is a legitimate piece of lore from the Bantu regions. Okay. Okay. It's like South a- Southern Africa region. Okay. Are you following? I'm me? I'm following you. This is a gourd that eats. Eats people. Eats people. Okay. Okay. You're with me. I'm with you. How by the way, this thing's eat? massive. It's a giant gourd. Yeah. I'll. I'll 
Okay, let's let's get to reading the lore, okay? This is called The Devouring Gourd. I'm going to read this from the Cryptid Wiki. In Bantu folklore, gourds and pumpkins have the potential of growing into huge, devouring creatures. Such plants are said to grow where evil sorcerers or ogres were slain. According to legend, the devouring gourd of Usamabara was discovered by a group of little boys as they were playing. Look how giant that gourd is getting, said one of the boys. To their surprise, the gourd responded, If you pluck me, I'll pluck you, it said. The boys ran home and told their mother, who refused to believe them. But their sisters insisted on seeing the large gourd, and when they were taken to it, they said as their brothers had, Look how big that gourd is getting. This time, the gourd did not respond, and the girls went home to complain that their brothers were being liars. As the gourd was not plucked, it continued to grow. Eventually, it became the size of a house, uprooted itself, and went about swallowing everyone in the village. After consuming everyone within reach, it rolled itself into a lake. Only one woman had survived the gourd's rampage, and she was pregnant. When her son was born, they lived together in the ruins of the village. When the son got around to asking where his father was, his mother told him he was swallowed by a giant gourd, which is now in the lake. The son decided to avenge his father and went out on the lake, where he could see the gourd's ears sticking out from the water, and he proceeded to taunt the vegetable. (laughs) Gourd! Come out! He yelled. (laughs) Gourd! Come out! Annoyed and enraged, the gourd hauled itself out of the lake, but the boy was ready for it and fired a volley of arrows into it. The tenth arrow, as it struck, killed the gourd, and it died with a roar that all could be heard. All the way to Vuga, the the neighboring village. The boy cut it open with a knife, knife, released the villagers unharmed, and went to become the great leader of his people. Gourds are not only plants that devour and kill people. Another carnivorous plant, a pumpkin, grew over the burial of an evil shape-shifting porcupine, and it repeated everything was said to it, and when an axe was brought to destroy it, it proceeded to swallow everyone. The poisonous sala fruits of the Ranga have arms, legs, and wild spears and shields as well. And that is the quick tale of the devour, devouring gourd, and I understand you guys are probably really interested mm. in the story of the uh, the shape shifting evil porcupine. We'll get to that in the future because okay, the, the, the Bantu the Bantu legends are wonderful. They're absolutely they're they're great. Sometimes you know when these legends are passed down, when you look at them from like you know like an Aesop fable standpoint, mm-hmm. it's like we're teaching these lessons to people to you know like they're we're telling these stories to kids or something to teach a lesson. There is no lesson about the gourd. I guess maybe pick the gourd while. While it's ripe or it'll eat you. That might be the only lesson we gain from. But I don't the, think there's a lesson here. Oh, I'm going on a women saying I'm believing in the devouring gourd. So you're asking me if I believe in this devouring gourd. I'm not asking you if you believe in the. I'm just saying I believe in the <laughs> devouring gourd. I I mean I have no. Do I have a choice? So this is a real. This is a true story. This is a this is a piece of lore, lore. from the cryptid wiki. Okay, this is a legitimate creature that well, is talked about in lore you know what i mean you go to these like uh stands that sell gores and i guess it's kind or of blow like, molds that are shaped like pumpkins like yeah. what i what i have at home we yeah. have an army of blow mold pumpkins yeah but 
I, in this case, it's the devouring gourd. And I understand that was a short story because I, I have something to back it up. What's the, what, what do you, I, I have another story. So this is a two for one <laughs> okay. lore of the week. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm interested. We got to, we got to talk about the gourd, the yeah. devouring gourd first before yeah, yeah, we move yeah. on the, the buff, the story a little bit. What was what was your take from the story, Kyle? Well, hey, hey, don't you don't have to tell me if you believe it or not. No. Just tell me your take. Well, I do have questions it. though. Bob. Yeah, hit me. I, you can ask questions. So the gourd obviously has a mouth because it's devouring gourd, right? The gourd yes. has to devour. But does gourd also have eyes? And no, the no. depictions of the gourd is literally. Imagine you cut a gourd in half and you move it like a okay. mouth up and down. Okay, so like okay, like a Venus flytrap. A Venus flytrap, but a gourd. A gourd. Trap. How? I, I. There's probably never been a podcast that said the word gourd than what we have this week. So somewhere the SEO. Yeah, I know the SEO for this for all the gourd fans. We're going to be hashtag gourd. Big, hashtag gourd. Uh, we are going to be the biggest thing on the SEO for fans of that particular. I, th- I think it's a vegetable, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we're calling it a vegetable. Squash. All right, so uh, what, what other questions do you have about this? this? Uh, and we don't, the, you might have mentioned the size of the gourd. It said it got to the size of a house. Well, big house, little house. I, it's just the legend said house. The legend said house. Well, we'll say a moderate house. There's tiny house. homes out there we'll, now. We'll, huh? say it's a, we'll say it's a moderate house. That's so impressive. The gourd is the size of it's a house. And it's swallowing people. It swallows an entire village. And one swoop. Just, well, just one bite, like a Snickers. Them, but I, they, apparently, it didn't kill them. Oh. Just like kept them in its gullet. Well, I don't know. Because I mean, the, the boy, horrible. the boy was able to like save them after years. I mean, they came out of the gourd unharmed. <laughs> that's horrible. Still, I told horrible. you this is the most ridiculous episode we're ever covering. So how do you defeat show. a gourd? Yeah, I, in this case, he fired arrows into it. Yeah, but is that the only it, way? Uh, Listen, I don't know what the kid had a handy, okay? But we were looking at the legends of these these man-eating fruits and vegetables, okay? Yeah. A pumpkin. You follow me so far? Pumpkin, yeah. The pumpkin that was able to mimic people's voices. Yeah. Um. The, the guy came at it with an axe and wasn't able to destroy it. It it took arrows. Mm-hmm. Um. In the case with the gourd, I mean, the kid just had arrows. He fired nine of them and it didn't kill it. But on the tenth arrow. The tenth arrow killed the gourd. So if you're going up against the Bantu legends of the devouring gourd or the talking pumpkin or the poisonous flower that carries a spear, you should probably carry some arrows with you. You would think so. I'm assuming that he's not lobbing the arrows. I'm assuming he's drawing them on a bow. Yeah, the only way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Okay. So where where do you stand on the devouring Uh, gourd? Sure. I'm all for it. (laughs) So More power to the gourd. <laughs> Hashtag gourd. Hashtag gourd. Good catch on. <laughs> it would be a good movie, though, wouldn't it? I think there was a movie, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess Killer Tomatoes is going to be. I close, right? Yeah, they were just giant tomatoes. There. You know the creator? I met the creator. That lived. He lived over here. He lived there? Yeah, he lived in like Porter. Really? I guess that's a story for outside the show. But <laughs> yeah, no, a true story. I'm not the... Well, yeah. Okay, so do you believe that the story of the devouring gourd is real? You know what, Bob? I know okay, I... hold on. Controversial take. Yeah. Do you believe that the devouring gourd is real? You know, I know I was skeptical about the ghost kid in attire, <laughs> uh, and if he was really a ghost child or not. <laughs> okay. To me, that looked photoshopped. Now, this story sounds like it could be true. There are paintings depicting the, the gourd? gourd from ancient times. And believe it or not, this thing has a following in some part of the world because you could go online 
and to buy Devouring Gourd merchandise. Really? I, I'm going I'm to buy a sticker. I haven't gotten anything yet. I, I j- I found the merch and I was like, "Do I want to buy some? I'm going to buy a sticker <laughs> at the very least to put." What on. else did they got, Keychain? I, I I found thermoses. I, it's the Devouring Gourd. We're bringing that out. It's now my. It, the Devouring Gourd is now number three on my list of favorite paranormal entities. What's the uh, Mothman, Loveland yeah. Frog, Devouring Gourd. Devouring Gourd. <laughs> <laughs> what will it take for Devouring Gourd to become number one? I nothing. Mothman will always be top tier. Yeah. Well, until the Devouring Gore gets a statue. <laughs> Somewhere out <Yeah>. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I, I obviously that's a shorter story. Yeah. But I couldn't, you know, I, I say I want to do something with these shorter stories, either shorter episodes someday down the line, podcast exclusives or blog entries. No, 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 no. I could not pass up the opportunity to tell you guys that story in no. the main episode. No. So with that said, I had to buff this episode out sure. a little bit. What if I was to tell you that there was a humanoid figure supposedly sighted that is dubbed the Veggie Man? <laughs> the Veggie Man. The Veggie Man. Uh, I would say, what's this Veggie Man all about? Are you about? ready to hear the story? I want to hear the of story. the Veggie Man. Okay, we're gonna read this from the cryptid wiki. Once I, yeah. <laughs> okay, so according to the cryptid wiki, wiki. West Virginia has played host to an extraordinary number of unusual creatures. They range widely from the widely popular known Mothman to uh, Point Pleasant to the Flatwoods Monster in Braxton County. Few people, however, even within the state itself, up until this point, I'm going to give the Moth Boys podcast a little credit because that's where I learned this story from. <laughs> up until this point, knows the story of the strange case in West Virginia known as the Vegetable Man. The Vegetable Man was said to be very tall, arguably over seven feet, thin, with semi-human shape. It also appeared to be partially plant-based and possessed large ears with striking eyes that oscillated in colors, going from red to yellow rapidly. Its arms were thin and gave the impression of reeds by a riverbank. On the ends of its long fingers were suction cups and that had thorns protruding from them. In 1968, in the woods around Fairmount, West Virginia, Jennings Frederick was out for a hunt. As he moved through the woods in search of game, Frederick heard an odd noise. It sounded like a record player running faster than it should. A sort of high-pitched jabbering? He tracked down the source of what the sound was, and he came face-to-face with the creature. Jennings would go on to say that the being looked weakened and sickly, and the jabbering increased as the closer he got. Suddenly, he can make out words, and um, cryptozoologist, after the fact, thinks thinks this might have been like telepathic communication, meaning the Thoughts were projected into this Jennings brain from this creature. Yeah. I'm going to give you my best veggie man impression here. You need not fear me. I wish to communicate. I come as a friend. We know of you all. I come in peace. I wish medical assistance. I need your help. Pretty good at that. I try. I study the, the veggie man often. How's the gourd go? If you pluck me, I'll pluck you. Wow. <laughs> that sounds so familiar. Who was that? 
Yeah, kind of sound like a little shop of horrors. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Anyway. Anyway. With that, the creature lunged at him and wrapped Frederick up in what seemed surprisingly strong arms. Frederick was unable to break away from the embrace as the creature pierced his skin with thorns on its fingers. While it drained blood from him, Frederick found himself enthralled with flashing colors of the creature's eyes. Then, almost as quickly as it pounced, the vegetable man raced away up a hill. Indeed, running up that hill. But umps anybody gets that joke stranger things yeah. seo yeah. Yeah. frederick then claimed to hear a deep humming from the other side of the hill he surmised that it might have been from the sound of the creature ship taking off implying that i guess this was an extraterrestrial origin creature mm-hmm. to date this 1968 encounter was the only sighting of the vegetable man Okay. Okay. You're laughing. I. You know what? You're laughing. I. I think there's a lot to unpack here. Okay. Yeah. There is. So. A lot so let's let's start. I'll let you just kind of go to town with it. All right. Okay. We're, we're, what's your first question? Because I, I sense it. I sense it from over here. Well, this is a terrifying uh, <laughs> this is a story. At the end of the day, I mean, it's a, a vegetable man. But I, I'm still kind of confused about the premise of uh, of it all. What do you mean by premise? Like, what's the what's the dang point of the vegetable man? Well, it's not for us to decide. Apparently, the, well, the vegetable man is not of this earth, I don't think. Yeah, but what do you do if you come across the vegetable man? Apparently nothing. I mean, we haven't seen one since 1968. I got a theory for it. Uh, well, I'm, hopefully it'll shed some light on this. I, but I'm not I'm not giving a theory first. Oh. I need to hear <laughs> I need to hear what you think of the vegetable man. Bob, like, I need to, I know you got more to unpack. Yeah, here. I don't know if I And folks, if you're listening and yeah. you're interested Call in 219-845-1100. Do you believe in the vegetable man? I I feel like I'm less less leading to believe in the vegetable man. I I, I feel like the gourd. (laughs) The gourd might have been more believable at this point. (laughs) Uh, But the vegetable man. uh, I mean, the vegetable man is actually. Okay. You know, I see you would think it'd be the opposite. We have a caller. We do, we do not. Oh, you were looking at the phone. I, no, I was just call. looking okay, no, no, around no, no, at me. No, 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 no. You're okay. You're going. Uh, you would think it would be a situation where the vegetable man would be the more believable entity because it's a, a man. It ta- talks. It's a vegetable man. Uh, whereas a gore is just a gore. But here in this case, there's things that are adding up about this uh, vegetable man. That's why I'm really wanna, I really want to kind of want to know how you dissect it a little bit more here. Okay. West Virginia is an epicenter of a lot of high strangeness in the world. Um, Peel, the gentleman who wrote the Mothman prophecies, yeah, had a theory about what 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 goes on in West Virginia, and specifically there, but there's other spots around the world. West Virginia is what Peel calls a window dimension. You follow me so far? I hear you about that. What a what a window dimension means is it's a point between our plane of reality, dimension, whatever it is that you want to call it, right? Yeah. We have that on this side of the, the window. It is the me and you talking about the high strangeness of the world hanging out in radio. Okay. On the other side of the window, it's where everything that goes bump in the night, concrete-wise, not spiritually, but concrete, any cryptid, you know, anything like that, it lives on that side of the window. Yeah, you follow me so far? Okay, I follow you the window. Okay. If, for whatever reason, window opens a crack, it lets in nonsense. 
You follow me so Nine, far? Just so let's say window opens in West Virginia, lets in a certain um, winged humanoid with red eyes. It's got the ability to harp, you know, predict doom. Makes its own point way over to you know Point Pleasant. It's like, of course. dang dude, your bridge is about to collapse. Yeah, causes a little bit of havoc, right? The bridge yeah. collapses. People are frightened by this thing, and people still apparently see it to this day. Yep. Why is you know and it's here now? Or for example, window opens up, vegetable man comes out. Okay. Maybe vegetable man was attacked by something. You following me so far? I'm comes following. comes through that window, and Vegetable Man is here, and okay. he he is wandering around this area in West Virginia. Universes, basically. yeah. I, I I know it sounds crazy, yeah, but I think that the Vegetable Man mm-hmm. w- makes I think makes more sense than the de- devouring gourd. <laughs> I don't want to believe it. <laughs> okay, what's interesting about this story? Is that the vegetable man was able to regain his strength okay. by drawing blood from the the Jennings, the person who saw this creature. So once he drew blood, he had enough strength to get up and move and disappear. Jennings calls it the humming of a ship. I, I don't I'm not buying it. I don't want to say it's extraterrestrial. I'm calling it extra dimensional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so this thing goes, it hops back over on the other side of the window. Reason why it's never been seen again. Didn't want to come back here. Obviously, it was hurt. It was damaged for whatever reason. And I, what do you, what do you think the, what do you think the significance of the blood is? Uh, tomatoes. <laughs> what vegetable? I know I'm asking you. This is a legitimate question. Yeah. What do you think the significance is? If this, the vegetable man needed blood in order to exist. Yeah. Th- my, my point is. What's human blood then? Yeah. To them on the other side. Is that why they come uh, here? Like is, V8, probably like a V8. That's what I'm saying. Are we that's a amazing. delicious treat to the the veggie man or these things that go bump in the night? If if you are if you do if you're I shouldn't say if you're inclined to believe something like this and you're inclined to believe Keel when he talks about the window dimension and these things that are coming over, why would you come here other yeah. than maybe just being curious? I think it's the blood. Mm. I mean, it, it says it right here in the encounter. He was poked and the thing just left. It wasn't like it didn't drain him to the point of death. It wasn't you know vampiric to that extent. But um, vampire vegetable man. How do you how do you defeat <laughs> the vegetable man? You know, I know um, Doctor Ben Vanderson's listening right in from the uh, from Displays Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, I told him to call in. How do you defeat? Uh, because he might be able to give us an answer on how to de- demolish the uh, mm. vegetable man. By the way, folks, our number is two one nine eight four five eleven hundred. So give us a call back in. Um, give us a call in and let us yeah. know what you think. I'm hoping uh, Dr. Vanderson gives us an answer. But if you see this thing, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah, well, all, all locusts. Really, yeah. See, with the gourd, <laughs> if the gourd bites, you can't just bite it back. It's a gourd. It was the size of a house, man. That's even taste. Lots of bites. 
a lot to bite with that cord. But the Veggie Man, again, uh, you're kind of defeating a whole different, uh, well, I should say per- it's a person. Yeah, it's a Veggie Man. Whole other person there. So I don't know if you stop it with a, uh, fruit, uh, I, I, a vegetable I, processor. I don't know. <laughs> For the people that carry their blender? ninja, their ninja their, uh, it's called the Ninja Blunder, blender, right? Yep. Or the Magic Bullet. Magic Bullet. If you just carry your Magic Bullet wherever you go. So you defeat it. You you might be able to defeat yourself, a vegetable man. That makes sense right there. Well, again, a parallel universe, what have you, no matter what you make of it, uh, no matter where you go or what you see in life, to run into one of those vegetable guys, uh, truly terrifying. Gourds, the, equally terrifying. The devouring well. gourd. Devouring gourd. No! I could go to the shop. Absolutely. You know, I I, uh, I got to say something real quick What's there, panic. This was the most ridiculous episode I've ever. It researched. was. You know what, Bob? This does beat. I think the walking pants, the the uh, snitch walker. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was. Oh, you I give him some orange chicken. I. I listen. I. I. When I discovered the devouring gourd, it's been. It just all made sense. And I. I have to say, sometimes it's nice to like. Let loose a little bit. Yeah. Not talk. Of, I mean, these things are terrifying. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's nice to talk about something a little ridiculous once in a while instead of taking ourselves so serious. I hear you, Bob. And, you know, if you can't uh, take a gourd devouring people seriously, then what can you take seriously? I think that's something to think about, Bob. <laughs> something to think about. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, folks, thank you so much for watching, listening to another episode of Bob After Dark. On behalf of myself and Count Panic, we just want to wish you guys... Yeah. Oh, I forgot. you got to give your quip. What's your quip? Bob, my quip is my thought of the day, night. If you walk through a, a field of gourds this year, watch out. Because one of them may devour you. My quip, because I was going to just jump right to the outro without the, the quip. The quip. This year... For on Halloween, make sure you carve a pumpkin and not a gourd. Hey, folks! Thank you so much for watching and listening to another episode of Bob After Dark. I, my mom, I know she's listening. Sweet dreams, and Dad, wherever you are in the universe, I just hope that you're comfortable, happy, and doing whatever it is that makes you comfortable. And to Tiff, no matter where you are in the world, I just want to wish you the sweetest dreams of them all. Good night, everybody, and remember the two most important roles of Bob After Dark are: not all who wander are lost, and as above. So blue. Until next time. Memorium Development. Oh.